Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right. Welcome back, guys. EYL episode 27. Yeah, we made it 27 weeks. 27 and weeks. Rolling. In, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, picture that's, us rolling. That's a fact, man. First and foremost, thank you guys for your support. It's been a it's been a tremendous journey, man. Everybody can't believe only six, seven months in. They like it's crazy. That's like the common theme. We're like, what? Really? Yeah. How? How? Yeah, before we do anything, we gotta give a shout out to the city of Atlanta. Um, if you are familiar with the podcast, you know we're on tour right now. We're hitting all of our major markets and just doing networking events and meet and greets. So we just came back from Atlanta. Literally. And um, <laughs> yeah, Atlanta was crazy. Atlanta was crazy. You know, everybody came out, the city showed support, we met good people. Um, we got to give a shout out to Digital Brands Sure. with a Z at the end. They're in the process of help uh, rebranding and redoing our website. Um, so we definitely got to give a major shout out to them and shout out to Jazz Jackson. It's simply Jackson from on Shy. Instagram from Shot. Shout out to yeah, Chicago. Shy. She showed us major love out in Atlanta and she's actually the connector between Digital Brands. So stop by their website, digitalbrands.biz with a Z at the end mm-hmm. um, and show them some love because those guys are amazing. They do great work. But... We have a very special guest here today, Sean Bullard, um, who his story is actually, I was telling Troy, like he actually fits all of the criteria of our <laughs> yeah. website, of our podcast. The podcast is a backstories of business, sports, and entertainment, Check right? And financial. <laughs> so he does all three. Yeah, he he fits all three, right? I'll give a quick <laughs> overview. So he used to be a professional athlete, played for the Chargers on the NFL, and he's a real estate developer. Yep. He is a serial entrepreneur. He has skincare line he has a bunch of stuff we're going to talk about and he also was a star of a tv show a tv <laughs> show kind of like the bachelor on 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 we tv they, so they, they, they were they were they were promoted as the first african-american bachelor yes. the first african-american <laughs> bachelor so that that's that's the lion king of bachelors business sports and entertainment right you got them all so first and foremost, thank you. Thank you for, for joining us. No, nah, man, it's a real pleasure being here. I, you know, I love you guys' show. And then uh, I think I reached out to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was like, I was like, yo, bro, I need to be on your <laughs> show, man. Like, what's up, you know? And uh, nah, it, it's, it's an honor being amongst greatness, man. What you guys are doing, um, you, sh- don't, you shouldn't be surprised that you are blowing up this fast. I mean, you guys are going to have, you guys are going to be on like 
TV TV like one day I see it you Appreciate know what I'm saying absolutely that. and and even if they don't see it you guys saw it yourself so I'm just honored to be here and you know let's get it yeah no, nah, yeah. I appreciate you I appreciate you so let's jump right into it okay so Sean as I said he um he's from Philly and he went to Temple University shout out to Temple shout out to Philly and uh, he was fortunate enough to make it to the NFL right so the interesting thing because we interviewed an NFL player before we interviewed an uh, NFL agent and we got a lot of relationships with a lot of guys in the league um, but a lot of guys especially in the league they reach out to me and you know they're interested in business they're interested in financial literacy but it's not really taught to them, right? Because especially being a star athlete your whole life, you know, you're, you're not really focused on business per se. You're focused on your sport, right? right. You, you, you know, it takes a lot to become a professional athlete. And even when mm -hmm. you get in the league, a lot of times, even with a lot of financial advisors, it's more so just trust my word. Yeah, somebody else handling the business. Yeah, yeah. but you actually, you actually brought your first property while you were still in college, right? Yeah. So, all right, mm -hmm. what made you want to invest in real estate when you wasn't even you didn't even graduate from college yet and how did you actually invest in real estate i'm assuming your income was low and being a college student like how'd that work out right right so um in 2003 the reason i uh, i invested in it or even made me start thinking about real estate i mean i wasn't even thinking about real estate i was just thinking about ball and um and getting on scholarship because i walked on the temple i had to earn everything that i've always had um and once I saw I was balling and I was going to get on a full scholarship because I was a college dropout, actually. I didn't score over 800 on my SATs. Mm. You get 500 for signing your name. But I was a, I was a um, three-way athlete in, in Catholic school, All-American. I fell asleep on my SATs. I didn't even take it serious. I didn't know it was that serious. And then uh, I couldn't even get into the schools that I wanted to get into. Um, uh, so once... That happened, I had to go, I went to Johnson C. Smith in North Carolina, all black school, mm -hmm. you know, to get my grades up. I went down there, I actually was hanging with the wrong crowd. I got stabbed five times. Oh, wow. And yeah, you know, fighting like, we had like little gangs in college, just like, bro, like just go to school. <laughs> like I'm looking back like, yo, you know what I mean? Just go to school and get your degree. I went back, uh, you know, I was a, that was the fall of 99, I went back you know the, the the spring of 2000 and just to show like look man this ain't gonna beat me or whatever like i'm i'm not scared to go back and then after that it was like you know what i always wanted to be better than what i was so um than this i always should have been like at a bigger university so i went back home to temple couldn't get in the temple um the next thing i know uh um i'm out of school so i'm working at a nco uh, uh financial which is a a bill collecting agency. And I swear to God, like this place was like full of like ex-cons and strippers. <laughs> you know what I mean? And when you when, and when you and when you think about it, that's who got the gift of gab. Ex-cons, hustlers and strippers, you know what I mean? To get that paper out of you, you know what I mean? Make you pay your bills or whatever. And I remember and there was a dude named like Bill, it was just like this white gay guy, but he was like always in like polo, purple label. He was one of the executives, you know, they had the the executive parking spots with the Ferraris and the Porsches was or whatever. And then you saw a lot of people that, like I said, needed second chances or, you know, if it was, if they was dancers, they still needed like a way of showing a W2. So they worked there and they was hustling. And I actually learned how the gifted gab and hustle being around that sector. After a while, I started hustling myself a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And, and we had like a, a park or whatever that we, we used to like sell pounds of weed and all that type of stuff. And I started making a little bit of money. 
but like um like anything else like with, with, with uh, women you know they 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 bring out the the um they influence us and i remember my girlfriend at the time in college it was um he used to play basketball for temple and we were sitting on her couch and she was like yeah he always he had just got picked up by the sixers he was trying to make the team and she was like he always first for me in my such and such class and that just put a fire under me like you used to be that you used to be the athlete and now you know you dropped out and you this that and the third at that moment i made my decision to uh, go back to school and become what i should have been you know uh uh a uh, division one um, athlete and uh, i got back into temple um on like a, a preliminary basis to prove like for like basic uh classes so you're like on probation to get back into school exactly okay. you know i got denied actually and by the grace of god uh, one a woman that went to my church was in the admissions office, pulled some strings and got me in. Like you need angels, you know. Some people say luck, some people say blessed. I think it's like they, those two are correlating artists. They one and the same, but are two uh, different things. And you know, and um, I got in and I made uh, made the team, and you know, I actually became a full scholarship athlete. Tragedy happens. I uh, uh, break my femur playing West Virginia. It was a dirty play by the fullback or whatever. And next thing you know, I might not even be playing football again. At that time, I realized me always weighing the options, football isn't forever. And um, I need, if I'm gonna be rich or wealthy, I need something that's gonna make me rich or wealthy. And uh, a friend of mine put a bug in my ear along with uh, about real estate. I didn't really understand at the time. But my dad was a foreman, he was a construction guy, so I kind of understood it, but not really. And I read a book that I, I tell everybody to read, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, yeah. and that, Robert Kiyosaki. That was your book tip, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that got my wheels turning on looking at economics and real estate differently because we don't, you know, like you guys said, uh, Rashad and Troy, we don't really, that's self-taught, we don't really hear about real estate in the hood and wealth building and things of that sort. Yeah, because even at Temple, you weren't studying anything that had to do with real estate. I wasn't studying nothing, man. I was studying girls and football. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, what right. I was studying, you know what I'm saying? And and plays and how to take your head off if you came across the middle. That's the, That was my thing. And, um, um, and, and music, of course, but other than that, once I started looking into that in 2004, um, um, uh, you know, I um, once I came back from my injury, started to uh, play football again. Um, I was I started looking at um, real estate and learning, and I went to a uh, a uh, conference called a uh, National Grant Conference. And I tell people this my stories listen to the little details because the whole way i'm learning but i haven't pulled the trigger yet and i think a lot of especially today with the microwave era we want that instant gratification i started thinking about real estate in 2003 but i didn't really pull the trigger in 2005 but for those two years i'm learning mm -hmm. so i went to a place called nco fin uh, uh not nco finance uh national grant conference and they went from and every everybody has people people like this they got hgtv people that used to be on hgtv but now they just go conference to conference. Um, what you call it even does that uh, on the, the Breakfast Club now? Uh, Envy. Envy. Yeah. Yeah. Envy starting yeah. to do that, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, a shout out to him for doing that. Um, I definitely should be one of the guest speakers. In that, <laughs> but like, and they would tell you enough that actually you, they would drop some free gems. 
And but then up to that point, then they'll be like, all right, if you want more, now you got to give us a thousand dollars and sign up. Right? <laughs> and I would I waited and I went and they, I went to one of the things I learned some stuff and they was like I give me a thousand dollars at that point in time what happens 70 percent of the room always walks out right I was one of the ones that stayed but I'm 20 years old I had no money like you know a thousand bucks to give y'all so I went home asked my parents they said boy you crazy you better go ahead and finish college so what I did as soon as I went on scholarship I took out a uh, a, a loan um, uh, for a student loan for $10,000 and that 10 grand was a refund check because now I'm on full scholarship. And I took 1,000 from that 10 and gave it to that, uh, um, uh, to that conference. And from that conference, I learned, you got a little booklet and I learned something called a 203K loan. And that 203K loan, uh, I mentioned, yep, yeah, mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, sure. And back in those days, which was the good old days before people uh, messed up the economy in 2008 and nine, you can do a stated, stated, uh, stated income. Stated income. Yep. Stated income. And I did stated income. <laughs> the good old days. The good, <laughs> the good old, old days. days. Yeah. But it's a great thing if you got fiduciary <laughs> responsibility and you want to do the right thing with what you think. But you know, 90% of people don't, man. You make you make the money, you won't go out and buy a Bentley or you won't get a new TV. All my boys on the team, they was buying Jordans with their little per diems from like the checks when we would go play. And I was stacking mine. You know, instead of living in the dorms, I lived at home with my mom. Um, with my mom, and I, I wrote a, I wrote a lease from my mom to me, as if my mom was renting the room in my own house, oh. and made Temple and Temple the cut scholarship me money. They gave you the scholarship money. They gave me the scholarship money. So if anybody's not familiar, I'll interject because I used to play. I went to the University of Hawaii. So similar situation where. You have on-campus housing for athletes and you have off-campus housing. So a lot of schools, they kind of force you to live on campus. But some schools, like when I was in Hawaii, what they did was they gave us the check for housing and then we get apartments off-campus. So the check was like $6,000, right? Mm -hmm. Then let's say your apartment is 3000 Now you got a difference of $3,000. So you can just splurge on Jordans <laughs> or you yep. can... But you was actually smart because you didn't. You kept all the money because you was living at home. I was living at home. That's pretty responsible. Even like the student loan thing. Like I know guys who've done that. Like, yo, I'm gonna take out the student loan for more than I really need, and I'm gonna use it for something else. But like, exactly. Like you invested in your future. I invested in my future, and um, so I hope people are listening. Just in this world, to just get successful, man, you just gotta think outside the box and mm -hmm. understand that everything is possible and everything is like chess. This is it's like a game. Mm -hmm. So when I was when I wrote that, when I wrote that. Um, and understand, I hate people that say, oh, I can't, or no, or they always got like the first thing, well, this ain't gonna work. How do you know it ain't gonna work? I told Temple University, I'm living at home. I had a lease, my mom wrote it, 500 a month for the room. Hey man, you gotta take it. It might be a loophole, but you gotta take it, right? So once I, once, once, once I did that, I learned, uh, took out uh, that 10 grand, I had 9,000 left, I had 9,000 left over. And uh, I put that down on my first duplex. Yeah, and it was a uh, it was a doozy, man. It was <laughs> it looked like you know bombs from Baghdad <laughs> hit it. You know, it was it was huge though. It was like three thousand square feet, um, and I, I fixed it up. I ran into some problems with the builder. You know, I had a, a, a pastor. He was a, a he's a pastor at a church, and but he was a, and he was a, had his own construction company called Kingdom Builders. And I was like, ain't no way in hell, man, I'm gonna get gypped by a pastor. And I got gypped by a pastor. <laughs> he didn't know what the hell he was doing. I remember walking in. This was the day that 
and this is fast forward, 2005, I got undrafted free agent from the Chargers. I'm back and forth for two years, you know, on on and off, like like being in limbo with the team. And um, and um, in 2005, I'm fixing up the house while I'm in school with, with the pastor uh, 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 at Kingdom Builders. And um, I walk in and I see three guys painting one window. One guy <laughs> on the ladder painting, one guy holding the, the actual bucket of paint and another and the third motherfucker watching. And that's when I was like, yo, nah, <laughs> nah. And that's when I was like, you know what? I don't need nobody, I'm gonna start running my own job. So I ran, ran into their own job. I'm training it to, to make it to, to the league. I get an internship with a real estate developer in Philadelphia. And at that point, this goes to the point I was we were talking about earlier, you know, Rashad is um, I saw it, I I saw what I wanted to do because I, he was right in front of me. This dude was worth almost a billion dollars. How'd you get connected with him? So how I got connected with him, it was um, that's a good question. We had a, a senior a senior um, senior seminar, uh, a billionaire brunching. It was called billionaire brunching in my senior seminar class. And it was uh, Steve Klein of, of the Klein Company who ended up being giving me an internship. Steve Corman of Corman Communities, which is, Corman is huge. I'm talking billions. He got high rises down Manhattan, Philly. Um, him and his sons run, run the company now. It was a CEO of uh, Citizens Bank at the time. And then it was Sister Mary Skellion who owns one of the largest nonprofits in Philadelphia. And... Um, the night before, I did my research on Steve Klein and Steve Corman, so I can walk up to him. And this, and Steve Steve Corman was like, he was kind of, he was like Omega, like dude was like too big for me to even really like. Nothing against uh, uh, all due respects to Mr. Uh, uh, Steve Steve Klein, but um, Steve Corman was just like I didn't really relate to him as much. But Steve Klein was like cool, like real cool Jewish man. He was. Um, he did projects like loft projects in like Maitland, Florida, and he was he was he was huge. I mean, he's huge, but he was he was um, relatable to me. And I walked up to him after we did the brunching, and everybody's leaving. I'm walking towards. I swear, I was the only student to walk towards them while everybody was leaving out. And what that told me that that nobody saw themselves able to approach these cats. Mm. So you know, th take advantage of your opportunities. You know what I mean? I only have too many, I don't have too many, um, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, regrets when it comes to opportunities. I take advantage, I try to take advantage of all my opportunities. Only regret I have is recently when I was interviewed at, uh, this is 50, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge 50 Cent fan, and I'm walking out, and he was, and 50 was down there talking at, at the boardroom. I should've just busted in there to let him know, <laughs> like, yo, bro, you have changed, like, you have, been like a driving force in my life and where I'm going and like how much I looked up to him. Cause I don't look up to many people. You might owe him money for that, bro. Huh? <laughs> you might have to owe him some money for that. He wants money by Monday. Hey, about Monday. <laughs> on 50 Cent is, I mean, that's a, that's a good problem to have. Yeah. I mean, the he, last dude ran up on him, he was like, yeah, it ain't gonna work. Oh, it ain't gonna work. But I, I was actually in the this, the this is 50 office, though. You know what yeah, I mean? you, you was halfway there. Yeah, I mean, I that, but that's true, too, man. Like, you, you saw something that you could aspire to be, and that's something that we've been pr trying to preach. Is like, it's tough, especially from in our community, it's tough. to want to be something if we've never seen it. Like. 
every day the message of athlete entertainer is put in front of us, we, whether we like it or not. Well, right? they like it or not. So you saw the opportunity. I mean, how many more chances will you have to sit in a room with billionaires? Well, billionaires, so right? You and saw I saw it and went for it. Right, I saw it and went. Actually, where I just moved to, I moved to it so I could meet a billionaire and look what happened. I met a, the friend of the billionaire and I've been talking to him. He's really impressed. He can't believe how far I've come on my own. You know, which also lets me know. And I'm coming down here today to meet you guys. He emailed me off of something that I was running by him three days ago, and he was thinking about me in the entry on to say, you know what? I argue, what we talked about before. I think I misstated what what you should do with that property and ran it down. This dude is worth over his portfolio is worth over a billion dollars. I'm on a train. I opened up my email. He's he was thinking of me, and and you know, which is crazy. New. You become the company you keep and you who you aspire to be. So back to the to story, I'm, I'm walking up to um, uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, I call him Mr. Klein. He hates it because he, he wants to be like cool and young. And uh, but it's all out of respect. I said, you know, Mr. Klein, I said, I love what you're doing in Maintenance, Florida. I remember saying I like those uh, apartments, those loft apartments are kicking ass down there, that, that, and the third. You know, I know I knew white people that love saying kicking ass, so I remember saying <laughs> that to him. And um, and he was like, who are you? And I was like, I'm Sean Bullard. And I was like, I would love to intern with you. I was like, it's not my major, because my major was sport rec and facilities management. That's another thing. When you go to college, you just get the piece of paper. You know what I'm saying? Just get it. You can be, you don't even, I never even <laughs> used my degree. And, um, and he said, all right, well, I'll see if we can give you an internship. I said, look, you're on the board. You donate a lot of money to the university. They're not going to turn you away put the pressure on him <laughs> and um and next thing you know a week later his his uh um, assistant who was still with him gave me a call and they gave me an internship i was making 500 dollars a week and i would go this dude has a country club with mansions around it i was working the grounds there for like two weeks then I, uh, another week i would work at one i'll be a maintenance man in one of his like apartment building complexes and then the third week I would go and then I would be suited up every day with the executives in the boardroom talking about the next projects. And that's, and, that, and at that moment, um, um, I, one of his guys was his VP of development, his job. And this is when, when you're talking about, you know, Troy, we don't see this in the hood. We don't have this as an example. His job, he got paid 200,000 a year to fly his, the, to, to be to fly Mr. Klein's private jet around the United States to find land that he could buy. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know that was possible. I was like, "What? You don't sit at like a desk all day?" Dude came in a line. He came in, suited up. First dude I ever saw that didn't wear that wore a suit, not with a tie. He had the two button, the two buttons open. The first time I ever saw that. So he, I thought that was so. Cool. He's literally just like Google mapping, trying to find land. Try and find land, and he would. He was Mr. Klein say, "Hop on my." I remember Mr. Klein coming into the office when he found on some land that he was going to buy. He bought some land for like ten million, and he was like, "Yeah, now you, he's like, now you, I need you to go next week to Texas, to to, to look at it." It's like he was like, "I got you," <laughs> and on his jet. So did you, did you did you keep relationships with them with him when you yeah. stayed when you was in the NFL? Yeah, I, I kept relationships with them. Um, uh, he actually took me out to lunch about. Uh, almost a year ago. A so breakfast. Okay. These guys are like mentors now. Yeah. He, him, he, he, Mr. Klein is like, it's, he's still hard to get in contact. I got more other mentors that are, that are, um, 
like Dwight Carey has been a big mentor for me. Um, I met him, he's a professor at Temple, but he's major. He won't even tell me how major he is, but he's super major. Um, but um, yeah, he these cats have been like have been mentors, you know, absolutely. Yeah. So when I saw it, that's when I knew I wanted to be that. That's when it was like, yo, NFL money ain't ain't nowhere near this money. Yeah. Not for long. Not yeah, not for long. Yeah. So that's why like. On my Instagram, you know, Sean underscore Zaddy underscore Bullard is I try to I don't I'm not I'm not no square proper dude, you know what I'm saying? Like I am still like I'm from the streets, I'm 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 hood, but I'm just polished. And I try to keep that I try to take that hip hop and that polishedness but it um uh refer it to real estate to make, you know, um, our kind be able to understand it more, and it's I think it's starting to to catch on. Yeah. All right, you're in the right place for that. Yeah, that's absolutely. right up my alley. So, right. <laughs> all right, so so we going so we now in the next segment we're gonna talk about real estate and and, and your, your new phase of your life. All right, so now we're gonna go in the second segment, and um, so you played two years in the NFL, mm. and that's like right along the lines. Somebody said NFL stands for not for long. Yeah. Right, because NFL players don't have a long career, right? They don't even really make that much money relative to like baseball and basketball, right? Mm -hmm. So you play two years in the league, then you come back to Philly, and now you start your second phase of life, whereas you're a real estate developer, right? Mm -hmm. But for commercial properties. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting because we spoke off camera. A lot of people are doing real estate right now, which is encouraging, good. We need everything. So I mean, yeah, we got to own as much as we possibly can. But you don't really see a lot of people on the, on, the development side, especially the development side as far as commercial properties, right? Right. So, coming back from the league, starting from scratch in real estate, well, pretty much. You had one property, but not, you know, yeah, an yeah. empire. Yeah. What made you want to develop your own real estate company, and how? What was the steps you took to do that? Bottom line, I didn't trust nobody. And uh, I understood uh, um, that it, it's a term. It's called you have to manage the labor. And when you manage the labor or manage the work, a lot of people, they trust too much in the other people with their own destiny. And when you're starting out early on, that's what you're doing. And um, when I told you guys about three guys painting one window, I was like, you know what? I got to be here looking at these cats, getting the most out of them. Because what people don't understand with real estate, man, as soon as that you sign that, that note, for that loan, it's like ready, set, go. That interest is starting to kick in. You gotta start making payments on that money. (laughs) And uh, you know, speed is the name of the game. So um, uh, that's why I said, you know what? Now I know what it means. I'm still, you know, I'm still learning, um, but I I set up a vertical supply chain, you know, which is basically a, a company that is three companies within itself. So I'm the guy that does the acquisition. I got my own construction company and I got my own management company all in house. How and long did it take you to do that? I did that right away. I was doing that when it was just me. I was, I was the, 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 you know. So you fill all those roles? All those roles, <laughs> all right. you know what I'm saying? I still, I, and I'm the CEO, I still do that. You know what I'm saying? I got, but now I'm not the guy fixing the toilet on the management side. Just three different companies? Three different companies, yep, yep. So um, you got, you know, Concrete Investments, Inc., LLC, and then, uh, you know, Watchman PM. And um, those three those three companies, um, you know, handle like those three roles. So the commercial side of it, because commercial can seem like when people, commercial can be residential as well. 
So commercial real estate is not just strip malls or yeah, like whatever, yeah. you know, a one story commercial joint. Commercial real estate can be, which I do, I do most of my stuff is mixed use. That's the technical term uh, where you got apartments upstairs and you got commercial space downstairs. Mm -hmm. And that was just always something that would uh, appeal to me, Rashad. Like, um, I always wanted to be the dude that would, like, I understood early on, I think me being a part of the community, I understood how commercial space can, can, can sway or, or um, um, influence the direction of a community. So a lot of people were just caring about, you know, houses um, or, or uh, uh, apartments, a duplex. I would go for, hey man, if I can put two apartments upstairs and then have a commercial space downstairs, that would be really dope. Also, houses, I did, after 14 years of doing this, I did my first house um, last year. That was my first house ever. I've never done just one house. Um, like single, single, single family? Single family. Oh, okay. House like an investor, you was investing. Yeah, you yeah I flipped. Okay. You know, it was always at least a duplex, you know what I mean, or a four unit or a six unit never did one house because one house to me was like it wasn't enough to put all that work into one house and then you got the one income coming out another thing i'm not a flipper i hold all my stuff i built wealth so i always wanted multiple um, forms of income coming from under one roof so rental property so one of property okay so one of the most detrimental things you can do in real estate and why multifamily is so great i mean literally great is because you now if you have one house and you you rent that house out, right? Or you rent that house out, that tenant leaves, you have no more income. If I have three apartments under one roof, which is a triplex, one tenant leaves, I'm still making income from the second, third floor, or vice versa. So I always understood that I need multiple um, um, forms of income coming from under one roof. Also, with that, even when you're flipping, I always tried to, if it was a three-story house, I would say, see if I could legally zone it to make it a duplex that had two apartments under, under, under one roof. You know why? Because now I make more money for the same amount of work. So if I got a three-story house and, I, and now I can turn into two apartments, I can now make an apartment on the first floor in the basement, that's a bi-level. I could put a two-bedroom, two-bath that way. I make the basement lower, make it a nice ceiling, put some egress windows in there. Now you got light coming into the, that basement doesn't feel like a basement, it feels like a lower level. And now on the second and third floor, I actually have another apartment. I would get that second and third floor roof deck, and I still do this to this day. Now, for the same amount of work that I might only be able to get 400,000 for that house, I'm now getting 300,000 for two apartments. So now I then took that same structure and and added 200,000 to the to the, to the takeout on it for the same amount of work. So at the height of this, like how many properties were you managing at, at the same time? Um this year alone I'm doing about 42 units. 42. 42 apartments. Did you actively manage? Yeah. No, I oh, actually you? I actually managed over 100 units. What for this year alone, okay, this oh, you're going to add 42. I'm adding 42 units okay. to my portfolio. Okay. Yeah. How many How many do you have in total? You said over 100? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And they're all mixed use properties? Most of them. Multifamily? Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. all, all, right. in, all in Philly? All in Philly. So how long of a process did it take you to go from 
zero to a hundred and something. I mean, I've been doing this for a while now. I mean, uh, you know, I could say a, a decade. You know, I've been doing it for a while, but I sold some stuff and then flipped it right back. You know, you spoke about the two hundred three k loan. Mm-hmm. Do you use that a lot, or that was just for the first property? That was my only property. Yeah, I only okay. used it once. Yeah. Okay. So when you, as far as your financing, traditional finances from the bank at this yep. point. Yep. All of the properties that you're buying right now is from ground up? Most of them, yeah. I'm doing my first two, three rehabs in a while. You know what I'm saying? Like, like rehabs in a while. And they're cool because they're like old, like, um, they're like the corner corner properties. Uh, uh, one of them I'm putting my new cafe, and they got like the brick walls. I mean, it like look like lofts. Uh-huh. Um, they're like, like old, like factory, like little small factories. But other than that, it's been new construction. So I basically buy the land. Um, go to the bank, understand when you're financing, a bank will give you about 75% loan to value. So I don't know if your boy broke it down. Yeah, he talked about loan to value, but he talk, you can talk okay. about it too. Okay, so basically, let's say a property is worth, I'm going to keep the number simple. If it's worth uh, $100,000 and the bank will give you 75%, they'll give you $75,000 to buy it and fix it up, right? To buy it and fix it up. Um, me, I want my properties always at, at no more than 55% loan to value. That's buying it and fix it up. So when I get done buying it, building it, I want to be at 55% equity. So the main thing you need to do is understand how much is going to be worth once it's done. Don't worry about how much is worth right now. Don't worry about how much you're buying it for right now. Some of the properties that I've done that's worth about five, you know, one of my projects is worth about five million. I got into the deal by only having 150 grand. Hmm. And, this, and the, the total project now, excuse me, worth like six mil, you know, because I leveraged the money. But I understood how much it was going to be worth once I built it. That is the main thing. Like, um, you know, when you, they say, you know, uh, I make money when I buy land or when I buy the property, that is the rule. The Bible, you make money when you buy it. So once you buy it, once you build it, and now you have that equity. So if I'm at 55, if I'm at 50%, the bank is going to give me 75%. That 25% is my cash out. That's yeah, my you, money. You call it the, you got to have the wind built in. Yeah, yeah you got to so. have the wind built in. I take that 25%, I dump it. I'm back in the roulette tape. I'm putting it back on the board. You know what I'm so saying? So the bank gives you, all right. $100,000 property, the bank gives you 75000 mm-hmm. cash. 70, to, seven, 70, not cash. You know, it would be great world if it was cash. They're going to slow roll your ass to that. So what they do, so let, 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 me, let, me, let, me, let me break it down like this. Um, let's say the property is worth, going to be worth a hundred grand. Right. Once it's done, it's, let's say it's a house. This is, and, it's, and let's say right now it's a shell. And you buying the shell right now for 20000 mm-hmm. right? It's gonna take you another thirty thousand to fix it up. Now that is, you bought it for twenty, you fixed it up for thirty, is worth a hundred. Mm-hmm. Bank is now gonna turn around and give you seventy five thousand. So you already built twenty five in. So now that seventy five, that twenty five thousand dollars is going. That's your money. Yeah. They're gonna cut you a check. Now they're cutting you a check. Yeah. But that thirty, they ain't gonna cut you a check. They're gonna say, all right, get the the demo and the framing done first, and then we'll come out and give you a draw. You know what I mean? So when they say, you know, you know, you do need some money to make money in this business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or you got to have a, a good, a great contractor. That is another thing. Have a great 
contractor and a great contractor is worth every penny, even if you pay him more down the street. A great contractor would take you to the the the, the, the touchdown, a holy grail, whatever you want to call it. What, so what's the time frame since you're developing, you're putting the frame, what's the time frame on, on ground up for you? I'm one of the fastest builders I believe in the country. I just built 30,000 square feet in seven months. This guy's taking two years to do that. Um, I got a great crew. Um, I always want, like I told you, man, that money, once it hits, it's ready, set, go. So um, I would say normally if it's a house you want to be in and out of like a but depend that's that's so hard because it depends on the size of the project i mean that's thirty thousand in seven months that's <laughs> that's pretty impressive yeah, yeah you know what i'm saying so but that comes with time too that yeah. comes with time too or having <laughs> a I, I, having a great uh a builder you know what i mean and some guys that's all they do they just they just are contractors and, and you're drawing up the plans for it yeah i got architects so I have architects that draw up the plans. Early on, I would draw my own plans. My, my, my architectural plans early on was going to a property, I would spray paint the layout, and then the guy would say, follow that, and my guys would follow the layout. So like Fernando, he said something interesting. He was saying that his net worth, I think it was like over like 20 million or probably something like mm -hmm. that, but he said he's net worth rich, cash flow poor, because um, it's hard for him to get loans from the bank because on paper, it looks like he's worth a lot of money but he's not keeping a lot of money. He's yeah. not showing a lot of money because mm -hmm. the money's constantly going back in. Mm -hmm. Right. You run into that problem or cuz you get at, traditional financing. So after after you as a developer you always going to be cash poor. I'm I'm cash I'm cash flow. I hate the word rich. I'm cash but I'm cash flowing like great, but I have, you know, debt, good debt. Um the the cash in the bank, I'm not supposed to keep cash in the bank. You know what I mean? People got to understand money ain't yours to keep. Money is the for the throw back in, and you do run it into. I run into those. I used to explain run into that, those. Explain that. I don't want. To, that's okay. very important what you said. Can you fully explain that? What's because right? um, I remember Dean Dash said that before. Like, I'm putting my money back in the street. <laughs> I'm never gonna hold money. Yeah. A lot of people didn't fully understand when he said that. But yeah. as an entrepreneur, even, even Fernando said that he was like, anytime I see money in my bank, I'm thinking I could be using that somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. So can you explain that? Like you gotta constantly put the money back in. You gotta constantly put the paper back in, man. You gotta, you know, you, you like I, I, I gotta say it. Willing and dealing. You gotta constantly be willing and dealing. You know, smart, smart, but willing and dealing. So if I got money and I'm holding it in the bank, right? And I'm just watching in the bank and look pretty or whatever. I got a million dollars in the bank and it's looking pretty. That million dollars need to be like little soldiers out working for me. What is it doing for me? It's losing money due to inflation. So I need to be finding more debt. Or if I make it, then Uncle Sam will come and try to take it, right? So I need to be putting it back into a, a deal to make me more money. So um, it, that's it's, it's just a, a, a normal a normal concept. Money is not yours to like keep money is as soon as you get it it's a reason why you pay your bills and why you pay this and why you pay that and you get it again and now you gotta pay people or whatever that's the purpose of it. once people start understanding that money is meant to be used not hoarded you'll start making you'll start seeing your, your business and things grow money is is also for to, to invest in people i don't i have a small staff your people is going to take you to the to the promised land my contractor, my con my foreman, man, that dude, you know, those guys, man, they make more than doctors. But you know what? They treat my stuff like it's theirs. I mean, they'll come, it's raining. We don't even have a plumbing service in my in one of my apartment buildings. This is a big, you know, it's a five thousand square foot roof. 
he's going over there in the middle of the night to make sure that the water pump is is working. You know what I'm saying? It's not even his property, but that's the type of guys you want working for you. That's me, and I was with this dude. I've been investing in this guy for seven years, you know what I'm saying, when he was starting out his little company. So you always is willing and dealing. You always is putting the money back in to grow your business. This is you like you got a like real all money in campaign you got going. Nah, it's all money <laughs> in. That's why when Nipsey said that, it's more it's bigger than just a rap slogan. Like it's all money in. Sure. And that's, that's yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said that because people people do all the time. Like we spoke about it with Chris Gotti, where people skim on important things and they don't want to pay people, or they don't want to put money back into their business. They want to just live off of that money like you know what i mean on it's some like selfish shit, yeah, you know yeah I mean? they get a thousand dollars now they want to go to miami for the weekend right, right, <laughs> like now nah, right. we we in business right. you gotta you gotta put that money back in you might not really be able to fully ball off of your business for two years three years sometimes even five years but right. in that time it's like a snowball effect the problem exactly. is if you keep taking money from it you're never going to chance to grow it's, it's always going to be where you started it at. exactly it's always going to be where you started at. like like vacations man like my vacation i I've I haven't even been overseas yet. I've I've been to Jamaica. In life, in life, I, I've been to Jamaica and I've been uh I've been uh, and I don't recommend that. But like it's I don't need a vacation for my life because I love what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember uh, uh, Ray Lewis told me he said, he said you know he's like uh, and he says it a lot. He said my work is my grind. My he said my grind is my relaxation. So when I was worried about something, it would and I would you know some people run from it. I would I would run to it. You know what I mean? Like. Me relaxing is me building the property. That's like you know Aliko didn't go to. Yeah, he didn't take a vacation for twenty years. Aliko didn't go to the, the, the richest, richest black, the richest black person on in the world. On, that's Our, my point. Twenty he's years. He's worth like twelve billion dollars in Nigeria. Exactly. His first twenty years. I'm glad to hear that. He didn't take. He didn't take a vacation for first twenty years. You know, he went, you know, he went when he went, finally took it. Miami. Miami. <laughs> exactly. Because it's like it's like yo, I don't need. I got you know friends and girls. Oh, you gotta come with me to Two Abu places. Dhabi and and all this. And I'm like, man, I, I, like it looks nice. Yeah, it's cool. But it's like yo, I got I got I got thirty toilets coming next week. I got I gotta make sure. I hit that mark, you know, and it's like because that when that refund when that refinance check come, that's my that's that's man. Look, that's the real vacation. That's the real vacation. <laughs> that, that, that feeling better than sex, man. That's better than an orgasm. Yo, man. So, so, so let's so talk about the new property. Yeah. So the new property you got, um, but we, before we go to the new property, we got to talk about the commercial space, right? Because you said mm-hmm. mixed use property. Um, you started a cafe and a lounge with, yeah. with with a college classmate or. Did you guys know each other through school? No, no, I, I, I started, I started myself, but I, I, I brought a cat on who, uh, who was known in the city to like uh, open up, help open up restaurants. Mm-hmm. Once again, it didn't work out, but he, he helped me open it. He didn't know what he was doing management wise, um, but he helped me open it. And then once it was open, I found he didn't know what he was doing management wise. Once again, I had to learn on the fly the restaurant business in a matter of weeks. And but what I, what, what I tell people to do. First of all, the first the, the uh, diversifying is a bad word. You know, you you look at the richest people in the world; they only are good at one or two things, right? You don't you don't see Mark Zuckerberg, you know, starting to open up fried chicken spots or whatever. <laughs> that dude, he he Facebook, 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 Facebook. Oh, okay, this is a one off of Facebook called Instagram. I'll buy you for a billion now. Facebook and Instagram, Facebook and Instagram, Amazon, uh, Amazon, 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 Amazon. And then, okay, that's Whole Foods. Are right, we gonna buy Whole Foods because we start to once we became the richest company in the world? Now we can buy Whole Foods. 
Now, let you know how important real estate is. What is Amazon doing? They buying up mad real estate because yeah. they got to find ways to make wealth. I don't care what level you on. That's why they, y'all, unfortunately, y'all lost them. New York was about to get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? we, we covered that. Yeah, they, we talked about Am- that. Amazon, like, real estate-wise, like, they, a lot of people don't know this, but they're, like, buying up old malls because malls, like, traditionally were built in, the, like, the hubs of cities, right? Mm-hmm. But as retail spaces close, Amazon's coming in, like, we don't need to build the infrastructure. It's already here. It's already and now, here. since they're trying to move from two-day shipping to now same-day shipping, now they have the mall that's right near you just to deliver it. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's about to be crazy. They, 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 the, they rule the world. They're about to <laughs> yeah, be ruling yeah, the world. Sure. No, like for sure. And, and, but it also shows, even though the money they turn, they worth $1 trillion. Yeah. Not $100 billion, not $200 billion, $300 billion, worth $1 trillion. They still need to park their money in assets called and that's why they coming around saying look we're gonna put a billion dollars and build three towers 33 towers in this city or in this city because that's real estate real estate is one of them, is the most important like asset you can you actually own so uh with common grounds with uh, uh my cafe uh, back to that i got tired i just always wanted like i said you know the commercial aspect of things always um uh, appealed to me so my first commercial venture is Studio Forty Four, my hair salon. That was that was my first commercial venture, um, of of I own a three a four unit building, and on in the in the fifth unit is uh, I made a, a beauty salon, and uh, we're redoing that right now, um, and about to revamp it and reopen it. Next, I just saw and started going. I never drank coffee, you know, for my whole life until two years ago. And the only reason I started drinking coffee is because I started liking coffee shops. I started liking how they looked and the, and the vibe. And then, you know, you see the honeys coming in and like <laughs> people doing their work and Free it was Wi-Fi. real intellectual. It was just like a whole vibe. Yeah. It was a whole vibe. And I was like, I don't like coffee because I don't want to stain my teeth. But I said, but you know what? I need to start drinking it. I need to start feeling it. I need to start getting used to how it feels to be in here, how the machines look and how fast people should be in and out. Yeah, because I'm going to invest in my own uh, spot. And then I couldn't get Starbucks. I couldn't get, like, a, a other, a, you know, the, the smaller than Starbucks, but bigger name spots um, to come into into the to neighborhoods I invested in, into the hood. So I said, you know what, man? You know, fuck, I'm going to open up my own. Why well, ask? We're not even asking no more. I'm not even asking no more. And I and I, I, I did it. It's a... Uh, but I took a risk small enough for me if it failed that it was like, okay, I'm only out 30 grand. I mean, I'm only out 80, 80, $70,000. It's a write off. And I can just rent the space out to somebody that does want to do a coffee shop. Or I could just rent the space out to somebody else and just collapse it. And, and it's a learning lesson. It actually started working out, you know. And I call it Common Grounds. And it's a millennial based cafe that all I feel like. Starbucks, did you see them trying to revamp? But Starbucks to me remind me of like old heads and like older people and like the baby boomers. And it, it got the it's Starbucks, but a lot of other um, individual coffee spots are now starting to take take over. Like people want those cool, hip coffee spots. And I said, there's not, no coffee spots uh, pertaining to the millennial and college base. So uh, I made my coffee spot look like, like a tattoo parlor or like a lounge. 
and we call it common grounds because um, it's in an area that's gentrifying. So it's a common space that people can, or grounds that people can come and mingle, you know, from all different nationalities away the way the world. And then grounds tie in with the coffee. So we got cool neon lights. We play, you know, um, uh, intellectual stuff. We play Drake. We got traps on uh, Saturday, Saturdays or whatever. It's, it's a dose. How many space. units above common ground? Uh, three. Three. Okay. Yep. You know. You know what? Um, Albert Einstein once said, imagination is better than, than information or knowledge, right? And the reason why he said that is because, especially to be an entrepreneur, you have to have creativity, mm, right? Yep. And that's one thing I like about it, just from listening to you, I could tell that you're a creative person, right? Mm. Even from taking the money from your scholarship and using it and finagling that and Thank thinking you. about different things. And I think that that's one of the biggest things. A lot of times people want blueprints on how to be an entrepreneur. There's no blueprint for it. You got to be creative. got to be creative. And right. use your God-given ability to think on your feet, right? And that's one of the things that, you know, a lot of times in our day-to-day life, you know, we have families and you get a job and you're so tired. What it does is it drains your creativity. Exactly. And it takes your ambition away and you just get used to your day-to-day life, right? Yep. And that's one of, like, even for me being an entrepreneur, that's what I love the, the most because I have f- freedom to think. To think. Mm. Like, you don't it's even powerful. realize that it's you don't powerful. have freedom to think until you don't. Like, right. it's set up from 9 to 5. You that's come home, you get point. your kid, you walk your door. You don't have time to think. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? The average person don't have time to think. And that's so powerful. Like, the, when we talk to people, that's, like, one common thing. Like, I could just tell you got a lot going on in your head. And I encourage people, take a half an hour, take an hour out of your day and just meditate just think like you never know what what you can come up with like what ideas can come up with everybody has a million dollar idea you just have to actually be able to put it together put it together exactly what what the richest dude in the world bezos who owns amazon Mm -hmm. right guess what his morning ritual is meditation he wakes up and he sits in the bed and just thinks now you have to yeah that's, yeah. his, that's his blueprint. You he have to. And he just, he just thinks. No, it's the best feeling in the world. I, I do that every day. And Kanye actually said that too, right? Where Kanye was like, for the first half an hour, hour, he don't do nothing. Yeah. He just thinks. And a lot of times people can't relate. It's hard for people to understand a creative if they're not a creative. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? But once you get in that zone, you understand like, this is powerful. I tell Troy yeah. that. My summer's a little different because I have to take my son to camp. But during, outside of that, I get to think for like a half an hour, hour, and it changes your whole day. It does. It really does. You never feel more alive than that. The environmental change too. Like I was in an environment, I teach, so I was in an environment in in the city. It was like, just making it through the day was like, yo, that's the win, right? And then I changed environment. I went to a different school district and like, I don't know, like my mind has been free to think. Like, so like even doing this, like the podcast in itself, it was like, I got so many ideas. Cause like my environment has changed. Nah, that's freaked me up. That's, no, that's, that's another thing too, not to get on topic, but we're not on topic, we staying on course, is mm-hmm. that everything plays a part, even small things. So he used to be a teacher in the Bronx, right? And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a financial advisor. So mm-hmm. he asked me to come speak to his kids. Yeah. And I'll never forget when I went to the school they had bars on the window, and I had to get checked in from a security guard. Oh, I'm yeah. like, how are they supposed to learn this and vibe? I feel like exactly. I'm in jail. I feel like I'm going uh, to jail. Down to the paint. Like, the paint is blue, just like jail. They got the metal detectors. You got to walk through. We're talking about 10-year-olds. That's crazy. Coming through on a daily basis. That's, you know what I'm saying? It's like, sad, man. Forget of all the things that they saw coming to school. Now they got to go through this. Bars on the windows. There's no going outside. Like, you in from 9, 8.30 most times to 3.30. It's like... 
what we prepared for? Yeah, but, like, but it's a reason. Like, if you ever go to, like, any of these tech companies, there's no... It's like an open space environment. Open space, space. Yeah. White walls, yeah, exactly. glass, yeah, yeah. It's a reason. Green space. Yeah, sure. you, could, you could think better. That's crazy. That's a great point, man. And that, that's one of the reasons why I try so hard to to be successful um, is is because uh, to give back to that type of thing. I, you know, I was... Uh, the um, the police district and and around where I invest at, they did their first uh, which I thought was dope first community outreach cookout, uh, and for it to be a police district to do that in a black neighborhood to have a block party that was like amazing and I funded the whole thing for the police district, and um, just to see those kids um, you know with the balls and then the SWAT team was out there so the kids can go through the SWAT car I'm a big I love like army I, anybody that's listening that is a police officer or in the army you know, I appreciate your service um and uh just to see that was dope and they saw a black man handing the big check I told the captain I said I want the big lottery check when I on stage, you know what Yo, I'm saying? This is a, you, you are really the Broad Street bully, man. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm the ghost of Philly. You, you running Philly right I'm now. I'm ghost of, I am, I get called ghost of Philly. The ghost yeah, of Philly. Ghost of Philly, yep. <laughs> you know, and my life is a little, it's very similar. Uh, <laughs> so, so um, um, yeah, and I'm, um, for them to see that at my coffee shop the other day I got I posted on my gram in a coffee shop or whatever it was these three three black kids or whatever and I and listen my coffee shop I get a lot of uh, college students in there so it was you know and we we um, we're definitely we're very affordable but we do like the lattes like like high-end coffee stuff you know and um, I had three black kids that walked in and they uh and they was like yeah man you know we don't want no um I want some healthy food, and I was like, "You want some healthy food?" I was like, "What you like? Like what you want?" Like we got like a. I was like, "You might like our barbecue chicken. Uh, I mean, our buffalo chicken wrap. You know what I'm saying? I can give you that." And they, other, his friends was like, oh, "I want some pizza." He was like, "Nah, I'm. I take that." I said, "What you got?" And he was, "I got five dollars." I said, "It cost seven. And he was, "I was like, I was like, I want your five dollars. I spot you the other two because I wanted to teach him like everything you do gonna, gonna cost." Yeah. And um, and we ended up giving everybody coffee. So gave him free coffee and that, and they was like they eating. And he was like, "What you work here?" <laughs> <laughs> that's right, a, that's the mentality. That's the mentality. And I said, "No, I own it." And they was like, "You own this place?" I said, "I own it." He said, "No, you own this place." I said, "Yeah, man, this is my spot." I was like these white people, they work for me. And he was like, and they and you, they, they couldn't believe it. And like you know, I'm getting like emotional right now. That was why I do it you know that's like one reason why I do it I don't do this for the money the thing that makes me like the the most um favorite is when I have bankers and most of my bankers have been white I have some black that believe to invest money in me a tatted big like football looking black dude you know what I'm saying with 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 with, with a mohawk with a hair bun you know, that can recognize I'm intelligent enough to play that type of uh, development game and then I'm able to give them their money back and make them whole. Or when I have people moving into my space that I created, you talk about being creative, I see myself as an artist, not as a real estate developer, you know? And people are moving into the space that was once dirt and now they're moving in and they're enjoying themselves and bringing their friends over to, to check out what I built for them. That's that's gotta be crazy. That's you know that's where the enjoyment. The one house I I told you guys about 
that was the my first house I ever built. That was to an army vet, you know, him and his wife. And I gave them like a, a good deal on it for like uh, 30 grand below the price. Cause I, I made a, I still made a killing on the, on the property. Um, and, uh, and it was right before Christmas and he was able to get in there for the holidays. Like those are, that's why I feel like the universe continues to bless me where I am, where I'm at. You know, I've turned, I got two young black brothers. I didn't turn them into millionaires and in, in investing in real estate that came in my office. You know what I'm saying? I had them intern for me and they went out on their own shot to Patrick. And um, yeah, man, that's that's what it's about. So your newest project with the, how many, how many uh, units is it? 22 units? It, oh, the, uh, the yeah. lots, the four lots. The four the lots. Four yeah, lots. Total, that's a, it's a total of 22 units yeah. and a total of uh, about 3,000 square feet of commercial. So yeah. 22 unit apartment building. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk about that? Yeah, let's talk about it. So um, that, that didn't come without uh, a few few bumps in the road. Absolutely. Said, you know, the, the city was on your back. The city is on my back, bro. The reason they're on your back because they're saying that you got the property undervalued. So they're saying that, you know what, uh, the it appraised for one hundred fifty thousand to two hundred thousand dollars, and you got it well under that. But yeah, there's a, there's, there's a behind the scenes story that they didn't know. Oh uh, yeah, explain it? you know. So first of all, it is a a political. Um, anytime it's a it's a uh, election year in Philly, and um, anytime it's election year, you know people just try to pull up dirt and all that type of stuff. But to make a long story uh, make a long story longer, uh, <laughs> it was they basically gave me that appraise uh, 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 it first for like. And I, I'm not I'm going to talk, say too much on it, but they gave it uh, a praise at like 130 grand. I put down a check for like $13,000 back then. And at that, and they took it, the 10% down and signed the, signed the contract. That's a contract at the end of the day. You know, you can uh, uh, sue for something called specific performance at that point in time. And I didn't. Once I put the check down, I'm thinking everything is cool. Like three months, four months later, they hit me up and was like, nah, 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 130 grand is too cheap, man. I'm like, yo, <laughs> what do you mean, right? So I'm like, all right, whatever. So the, the Philly, the Philadelphia uh, Redevelopment Authority, that's yeah. who hit you, came back, like, yeah. wait, wait, we gave that to you yeah, for yeah. the price? Yeah. All right. And I was like, all right, well, let's see. They went from 130 to 490. And I'm like, wow. Hold up. Right, hold up. <laughs> like, hold up. <laughs> so, So I'm like, I'm like, yo, nah, man, you guys did this. Like, I, you know, we can, and it was at a standstill. Make a long story short, um, you know, they came down on the number. I came, came, came high, high up, paid over half. They, they didn't even meet me halfway and ended up paying $370,000 for the land. And one of the reasons why they, uh, they went from 490 to, uh, to, to, to 370, a big part of that is because I was able to show, and this is about, I said before, about knowing what real estate is worth knowing what your stuff is worth study your craft you know you hear people say that all the time study your craft study your craft i'm a great negotiator big in part because i know a lot of times i'm not perfect you know i done made a lot of mistakes i'm going to make even more mistakes but um i know what the real estate is worth and at the time the zoning for those lots even though they were big the zoning didn't allow you to take advantage of the true size that you can build so I can build a big building, but I only can put two apartments in it when it's big enough for three. Mm. That just to make it easy for you to comprehend, because mm -hmm. the zoning laws had changed for just that slit of a moment, and I was able to tell and show and prove to the redevelopment authority, "Yo, look at this. 
Yeah, down the street, sold for that because the zoning allowed them to take advantage of a building that size. You know, they allowed to put three units in a building that size. Now, municipalities, y'all changed, the, they changed the zoning code. I can build a building that size, but I'm still only going to be able to put two, two units in it. So it ain't really worth what that is. And they did their research on top of saying, like, you know what? We actually really could get sued, too, because we did cash that check for 13, and they came down. Only 25000 a lot. That still ain't a lot of money. I still paid 100, basically 192005 a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, 2016, you know what I'm saying? Fast forward, you know, I build one, put Common Grounds in the other, now they see this big apartment building <laughs> coming up. Now it's like, oh, 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 you got it for too cheap, we didn't know. You know, another developer, probably hating because he's Saudi, you know, definitely Saudi, or, some, or you know, somebody mad at such and such, uh, the council person or whatever. I ain't, listen, man, like, I, you know, I don't even know that, uh, uh, um, uh, the councilman. Uh, yeah, they like tried to tell you to a councilman. They're like, oh, you know, wait, he, he, he had to push the button to get this through for you. Yeah, he does have to push the button. He support he supported me, but right. it was that was it. Like yeah. you got to support every developer. But uh, making a long story short, it's because a black man was playing white man's game and and doing well off of it. That and was somebody it. else they that was supporting you was black also. Yes, exactly, exactly. Like, uh, what, what's the problem? Because the councilman was black. Exactly. You're black, so it's like, they got to be. Oh, they're working together. They got <laughs> to be working together. There's it no got to be a conspiracy. It can't be, like, this is a dope, a dope real estate developer that improved itself and is now, you know, proving itself again with a great deal. It's not like I got the land for free. You know, I still right. paid 400000 you know, and fill it for some dirt in Philadelphia. So, but uh, prevail. So that's it's, yeah. always, it's never going to be a smooth ride. It's always going to be ups and downs. But, yeah, and business it put me on the map even more. Got yeah, my street cred up even more. <laughs> yeah. You know, what I mean, it made me even more of a a, G, a, a legend and 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 a young OG in and that we game. Got to tell them the title of the, of the building. The title of the building is called the Bullard. It is absolutely. Why not? Why why not? not? You know, yeah. I love the ring. If Trump could call his building the Trump Towers, why not? Why yeah. not? There it is, yeah, the exactly. Legacy. Legacy. Hustle for your last name, as my t-shirt says. Shameless yeah. plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you talk about the skincare line? Yeah, so the skincare line, this is that's now this is gonna be funny. Um so I came out, I did a in in um uh a song called Zaddy. What you call it? <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, creative. You know what's funny, man? I dressed up like a pharaoh and I had these girls in my in my joint and I I uh, uh, you made the video? I made the this video. Is rapping. Yeah. What is this before Bloodline or is this during Bloodline? No, no, no this, this is, is this is like oh, for this, last year. Oh, for, right. for this, right? For this. <laughs> and um, we shot it party in the Milano store. Y'all ever heard of Milano? The, the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah right? She's doing she's doing some big things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um that was like with with um uh, my my former uh girlfriend, she was behind the desk. She's she's you know, Marquita's is is is, is um bad as hell. And I had her <laughs> in the joint sidebar. You know, and <laughs> sitting down and uh, I warped back to from the Egyptian to the future to get my Egyptian like like goddess goddesses like uh, red bottoms. That's what a zaddy do. You know what I'm saying? You you buy and now warp back. Wait, this footage of this? Oh, this is the the, the video, right? Oh, we gotta we gotta see this. So it's some funny. <laughs> shit. The song is funny. I, I got it it's on iTunes. Everything, right? Anyway, so at the time, I make this song or whatever. You know, it, it's so stupid, so ratchet. But being. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then I see, you know what's funny? But then I see Drake and Migos having Jerry Curls and exactly, me doing yeah. the Soul Train uh, yeah, yeah. giant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, yo, I'm in the clear. <laughs> right? So so 
make a long story short, I told my um, I told my my, my lawyers who are in their IP, my IP lawyers, my intellectual property lawyers in Miami, and I told them I said uh, I was like, look, I want to copyright my 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 songs. Okay, they say copyright it, and then my songs was like zaddy 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 zaddy. So I want to <laughs> copyright that because I don't want to hear nobody saying that, right? So then I fly down there, and before I fly down there, I went to CVS. And the CVS, I'm walking down the men's aisle because you know we all got beards or whatever. Yeah. And it was my first time I ever saw that they had the men's section for like self care and bears, like actually dressed up nice and appealing. Normally the men's section Kinda is like the <laughs> little hole in the wall in the corner. You gotta ask somebody. And the women's <laughs> joint is like, come and get it. They got the models, they got the bright lights, the LED around it. And I was like, yo, and it was dope. And I saw like all these bear cares and I saw like, you know, like rejuvenation and like the shaving stuff. And it reached out to me. So I fly out to Miami and I, I, I meet with my lawyers every time I go down there or whatever. And uh, we sitting down. I said, you know, I gotta take something off this Zaddy name. I gotta like make more off of it. I was like, clothes. And then they like, eh, you know, I was like, clothes. And she started explaining to me. And then at that split second in their office, and my, my lawyers, you know, they, they bad too. They got the, the, <laughs> the creative space. You know what I'm saying? You know, Brianna and Brenda, shout out to you guys. Double B, Brianna and Brenda. Brianna and Shammy, L, uh, LP in Miami. And um, <laughs> and they was like, um, and I thought back to CVS and I was like, fucking men's skincare. And they looked at me. I looked at them like, y'all motherfuckers better not steal my idea. And they looked at me like, yo, that is a great idea. And I was like, I want to get on it right now, start trademarking it, start doing this, that, and the third, because I understood the brand and the name. So people was like, people were all like, why? Don't call yourself Zaddy. Why you do this with Zaddy? Like, you guys not thinking. When you Google the what Zaddy means, a guy pops up on a car and says, sexy, uh, a sophisticated, fashionable man, right? If I walk in and I came into you with an idea and I said, hey, I own a body wash called Old Spice, I would have to explain to you what Old Spice means and why it's going to be appealing to men. Now, Old Spice is one of the biggest last longing brands in history. Zaddy already has a term that means Sexy, sophisticated, fashionable man. No explanation needed. Zaddy already, already is used by the bloggers in Hollywood. Who's the top twenty-five Zaddies? Brad Pitt, Idris Elba. Um, you know they they'll they'll say uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan. You know they might even say Sean Bullard. Anyway, <laughs> so same with fuck. So you got you got Ty Dolla songs. He came out with a hit song called Zaddy. You got the Shade Room. This is a Zaddy. So it's like, wait, what's going on? They had you up there. Well, we're not talking about the And that's, that's what my, see, that's my job, what I'm doing with this brand of, of the Zaddies for, for men's skincare is, man, Rashad, he didn't want to, like, first of all, all you guys in this room is handsome men, man. You know, like, it's cool for us to be like, yo, man, like, we, we provide, Zaddy is basically, I want to, I'm making it, and and I'm 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 basically it's, it's a slow grind. It's gonna take like a year to get out or whatever. Um, the first thing was getting a trademark, but to show you know that we are like I said on the back. It is a zaddy is a guy who's attractive and fashionable, a gentleman who believes in the old school value of chivalry, a provider, sophisticated but tough. 
that's me and i believe there's a lot of men that are like that and and you know there's nothing wrong with saying you know hey man you know i provide for my family i provide for my lady and that's what a zaddy is i just took it to the level in business because the brand makes sense as a skincare product so going back to real estate i want to be a billionaire one day and to me when you look at kylie jenner she's a billionaire because she is selling her brand that lipstick that she got that same lipstick is being sold for five dollars somewhere but she's stamping her name on it putting some colors to it and she's charging it for 35 to 55 dollars right. right because of the brand so if this already means a guy that cares about his looks a guy when a girl walks in the room is gonna be like "Ooh, zaddy or whatever i have this skincare line to provide that brand now when you look at i look at everything i said with real estate subscription base everything is going subscription base amazon so a lot of guys with shavers they don't even it come out they check every uh, uh, uh bank account every month 30 bucks get the shavers in the mail or if you got supplements i'm in the gym a lot all my supplements come i'm a subscription 50 bucks i get my proteins or whatever in the mail same thing with zaddy so if you do the math right and zaddy men's skincare don't even have to be in neiman marks don't even have to be in target just off of the subscriptions now how many men is in in the country like 220 million if i sell a package for 60 bucks subscription and you get the organ beard oil you get oh avocado face cream which is a rejuvenation let's say you get like uh the lotion or the body wash which is homo sapien that's what we call it then and my clear off of that and i just get 200,000 subscribers just 200 and my clear off of that is 20,000 off of 60 bucks because a lot of your money gets eaten up in, in supply chain and all that two stuff out of 200,000 on the 20,000 that is four million dollars a month cleared a month not a year a month because of the brand and this name and this meaning. It's not funny anymore. Yeah. Now it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> now it is, oh, I am a Zaddy. Oh, right. Can I invest in that Zaddy? Tell a different so, joke. Telling a different joke. So these are the things of being creative. You know, when it's a saying, you have to start being comfortable being uncomfortable. And I've always been comfortable being uncomfortable. I've never. I just heard that. Somebody said your life starts when your comfort ends. Yeah, when your comfort ends. That's, I've never been more alive in my life, man. When I see myself in those newspapers and I got, you know, this person calling me and I'm like, yo, and they trying to talk about bribing people and all this, man. That's when I bow up and I was like, yo, I'm willing and dealing now. Let's have it. Let's let's go. You know what I mean? When when I, when people was like, oh, you can't call yourself Zaddy. Well, how's your Instagram? Sean underscore Zaddy underscore Bullard. I'm like. I'm like, chick, I'm like, first of all, you can't tell me what to do with my name. That's number one. People got to stop telling people that. People got to stop listening to those type of people. Number two, it's like, you'll see. It ain't funny after a while. A lot of people get it, though. You know what I'm saying? So the skincare line is coming out next year. Um, the, we, we're done, uh, I'm done making the, uh, the prototypes. It's amazing. It's all natural, organic. Um, 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 we have a... A rejuvenation. I'm a 38 year old man that looks like you know black don't crack. I look like I'm 28, <laughs> and I want to keep looking like I'm 28. So I have my whole line is called Immortality, and the Immortality line is like the avocado face cream. I got the the the, the, the serum. I have the um 
the eye cream for like the patches or whatever. We had the Oregon beard oil, you know what I'm saying? And this, we got the charcoal and um, uh, uh, body, the charcoal and coconut scrub or whatever. We got the shea butter lotion. It's cool names, it's high-end stuff. And I wanna make it affordable. And you know what? It, it came to me and it made sense. If business makes sense to you and you catch on to it easy, that's something that's worth taking a, a risk on, you know? And, I, and for all people out there, it's not about patents. Trademarks are so much cheaper and trademarks are undeniably 100% full, like, are, are, uh, are tamper proof. You cannot tamper with a trademark. You know, patents, people can get around it. Like Vanilla Ice, he said, my drone was dun, 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 da, da, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> dun, da, da, dun, dun. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can get around patents. You up a sugar count, down a sugar count, this, that, and the third. But trademarks is your trademark. No, that's powerful. That's powerful. We want to thank you. Thank yeah, you for welcome coming. To in. Everybody who comes and does episodes. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to the Love Knock. Yeah, nah, for sure, man. Um, can you can I get a pick with, like, sitting right here? Oh, yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to do that after. Yeah, after. Yeah. Um, can you tell the people your social media handles and how to reach you? Um, yeah, the social media uh, handle is uh, Sean, uh, that's S H A W N underscore Zaddy, Z A D D Y underscore Bullard, B U L L A R D. All right, cool, cool. Troy, Common Grounds, Philly. Uh, the Bullard's opening. The Bullard uh, should be, one? yeah, the Bullard should be opening in a few weeks now. Yeah, yeah. It will be opening in a few weeks. It'll be done in August uh, 1st, and it'll be opening probably like August 15th. Just in time for school. Just in time. <laughs> just in time for school. Even though we don't got all college students in there, but just in time for school. Yeah. Right. Oh, Troy. Yeah, um, so shout out to everybody that's on uh, Patreon, all our patrons. Uh, that's supporting the, the podcast. We got some new ones this week. So I just want to shout out Robert, Johnny, and Sarita. As you know, Patreon is a private pay program. If you want to financially support the podcast so we can come to cities like how we just uh, left Atlanta. Um, and we got a few more cities that we need to touch. So keep supporting. We'll keep adding the content on there. Uh, we kind of we had a busy week last week. So Extremely. We, we, owe, we owe some some phone calls. And, yeah. we, and we gone, we're definitely going to uh, reach out. Shout out to Crystal, who's in Japan. She reached out from Japan. Yeah. Uh, so we're trying to figure nah, out the times to, to get in yeah, contact was, with her. That was dope. Atlanta was dope. Um, you know, we did a networking event in Atlanta, and somebody from the Virgin Islands came. That's yeah. awesome. Like, yeah. just for the networking event. Um, we had people, like, drive two hours. Tennessee, people coming from Tennessee. Tallahassee. Florida. So it's crazy, man. We, 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 we really appreciate your support, especially in a short period of time, for, you know, to have that impact. But it's because we provide an information and bringing people on like yourself. So yeah, we got to thank the guests. And, and, and thank you guys for checking us out. Don't forget the merch. For sure. Um, our merch shop is up, earnyourleisure.com. I'm wearing the merch. Troy's wearing the merch. We got to give you a shirt before you yeah, leave. Yeah, for I appreciate sure. it. For sure. And um, the book tip of the week is a book called The 12-Week Year. So the, the theory behind the 12 week year is that, you know, a lot of times we set goals. Most of the time you set a goal January 1st for the year, right? 90%, 95% people will never actually reach their goal because it's too long. Like if you have a goal, okay, I wanna make $100,000 for the year. Mm. But how are you gonna do that, right? So the 12 week year is to say you break it down to 12 weeks. So each year is 12 weeks. And each week you put together an actionable plan and at the end of the month you review it. So it's a lot easier to accomplish big goals if you break it down. And I'm a big proponent of that. So I actually do that myself now where every single week on Sunday, I look, I set my goal for the next week, and then I have a yearly. It's a lot easier to look in short periods of time as opposed to a long period of Absolutely. time. Absolutely. So I recommend that 12-week um, year. And, um, yeah, that's it, man. Yeah. Thank you for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.